Good morning, Henry. It is Friday the 21st of October. Give us a quick rundown of what's happening in the market, please. Yeah, hi, Leighton. Thanks very much. Well, the market this morning, we are suffering a little bit. We're down 52 points or 0.8 of a percent. Primarily, we saw a weaker lead in from the US markets with Dow down 90 points, although it was off its lows, down 0.3 of a percent. The NASDAQ uh, down 0.6. Interestingly, after hours as well, Snap, which I'm too old to understand, I have to say, and I don't know how they monetize that 14-year-olds love it because 14-year-olds haven't got any money. But Snap uh, was, funnily enough, down 26%. Not on their numbers with beat expectations in terms of revenue and in terms of eyeballs using it, but in terms of future and the outlook for them. They also alluded to something that a lot of technology companies have been talking about. And it's something that I think we're going to see a lot more of next week with the tech sector reporting, some of the big guns reporting, is the weaponization that Apple have managed to do with their iOS settings privacy, which has changed game a little bit and snap one of the casualties of that. So not good news for them and obviously a little bit of general weakness in our market. Commodities overnight were a bit ho-hum, but our resource sector is doing a little better today, but not a lot, I have to say. BHP is slightly better and Fortescue slightly better, but the banks coming under pressure today. The energy stocks reversing a little bit of those big gains we saw yesterday. Woodside's production report was pretty stellar, but oil did nothing overnight. They're down 0.8%. And the rest of it's a bit slippy sloppy, wishy-washy, but not too much fun. Bond yields rising. UK prime ministers are changing faster than I change my boxes at the moment. So um, it's it's interesting in my old home country, to say the least. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a relatively quiet day, I suspect. Volumes are boosted because we did have the ASX ETO October expiry last night as well, which is usually quite a big one. So yeah, not huge amounts happening, not huge amounts happening on the corporate front either. We had an update for 360, which is raising prices, changing their monthly pricing structure and we also had an AGM from Aussie Broadband which seems to have gone well they're up nearly 3.8% and on the bad side of the equation we've got Alchem which came out with a slight delay and increase in costs to their Olasoz stage 3 in South America they're down around 5%. Thanks Henry and as someone that does understand Snapchat and does use it I'll tell you <laughs> how they've monetized it there's a page that's just basically messaging and then on the other side of the app there's a page where you can watch stories and videos from content creators and stuff. Yeah. If you click on one of those videos, I reckon you get per 10 seconds of video, I reckon about five ads. It is absolutely ridiculous. There is just so many ads riddled throughout it. All right, so the question then, Leighton, is how many of those five ads you clicked on and bought something from? <laughs> Accidentally clicked on them a couple of times, never intentionally clicked on one to actually buy something though. They are just there's an your, There's your problem there in a nutshell. Yeah. There is your problem. That, that's the whole problem with a lot of these business models is that there is now so much junk coming through as you rightly point out and who buys the stuff from these people yeah. half of the ads are just things that i've never even seen before anyway and I'm, why no. why are you showing me this yeah it's like instagram yeah yeah it's pretty much the same it's, it's crazy anyway yeah anyway, that's like i'll just touch on something that i was writing up today we had a member send in a report a couple of days ago they emailed in and it was just a report on the weather conditions which i actually touched on how they're impacting some of our coal miners. But this report was about the harvest outlook and in particular wheat and how the La Nina weather patterns that we're seeing at the moment are going to be impacting on wheat crops and how the prices are expected to increase and everything along the lines of that. So I'm writing that up at the moment. I'll have that in on the newsletter in a little while.
while, but what are you writing about today, Henry? Um, well, I, I've got to say, I was very interested in Marcus's article this morning following his lunch that he had on Wednesday, I think it was. That's certainly, I think, if you're looking for something interesting to uh, to have a look at today, probably far more interesting than what I've been writing about today. Uh, there was certainly some great points made by this well-known Melbourne fund manager, whoever he may be. But a couple of the things were about property. We had supply net chain issues back to normal nuclear power coming back without China the EV story dies and the other thing that was interesting in one of my after conference chats with one of the CEOs of a med tech company he was saying that uh, you know COVID unfortunately is not going away and we could see a little bit of a um, COVID explosion in the globe coming into winter in the Northern Hemisphere so that's something to look forward to I'm really look forward to that having uh, seen absolutely no evidence of any COVID in the UK Italy or Spain like completely ignoring yeah. it now but he said that that's um, probably not the right thing to do but anyway um as far as my stuff goes today just really uh sort of trying to take stock of two days of sitting in the dark listening to a whole bunch of companies there were no standout moments of i'll oh, get me to the phone i want to speak to my broker and buy this one there were a couple of interesting stories out there but of course with all these small caps at the moment timing is everything and there's certainly no rush but it's good to have a few on the radar also just looking at calyx which one of those penguin stocks hopefully and penguin stocks when i talk penguin stocks they've got a lot of sort of trials going on at the moment with lots of companies around the world for their calcina which is one of their technologies to improve the well, greenhouse effects of the cement production taking co2 out of the thing and they have signed a deal with heidelberg recently cement which is good so i'm hoping hoping Leighton, that that is a penguin moment that once you get one jumping all the rest of the penguins jump in as well so there might be a cascade of people looking at firming up those trials into actual contracts, which I think could be uh, quite interesting. Apart from that, just uh, had a look today, also updated uh, the battery packs, the AAA and the AA packs, which seemed going along well. And talking about lithium, one thing that was interesting this morning was the report from Alchem, which is down 5.5%. But what it did highlight, apart from the fact that they're getting great prices and great demand and they're producing, but they also highlighted the fact that path true love and the path of lithium production doesn't always run smooth because they have pushed out that production and the costs and delays. So no one's hoping that 2024, 25, we're going to see lots of lithium. The world's going to be awash with it. But I think the reality is that, you know, and we're seeing this with the mining sector generally, it's hard to get staff. It's hard to get equipment. Inflation pressures are there. Gold in the ground staying in the ground because you can't get the machinery. And as a result, this deluge of lithium that they're all talking about coming down the pipe may not deluge quite as much as Victorian rain or New South Wales rain has. So that is something to bear in mind that it may take a little longer, which is good for lithium pricing. So yeah, lot, lots going on though, Lathan, but uh, it's a quietish day today, I have to say. We're down 43 at the moment and it's not looking very exciting on so many fronts, certainly not looking as exciting as the UK politics. Yeah, it's interesting you say that about the lithium space because basically the entire space bar Pilbara is actually producing all just based on expectations of what they're going to produce. And that's like the whole sector is flying on that. So if we're not actually seeing those numbers coming until a bit later, then yeah. Yeah, as I wrote today, you know, when you're in stormy and choppy seas, and let's face it, we are in stormy and choppy seas, a beacon of light shines out in the mist and the darkness and through the waves. That lighthouse that we all follow is the 
the lithium sector because it's been a very simple story to get your head around. It's been very good as far as momentum goes. Of course, there is a danger that it becomes a crowded trade, and we have seen false starts in the past. But you know, at the moment, it stands out as a really simple place to be. And when everything else is falling apart, we grasp the life raft, we look at the lighthouse, and yeah, it's a simple story. That's why it's attracting the money, and I think it's going to continue to do so. Very poetic from you there, Henry. I like that. It's nice. Thanks, mate. I try. <laughs> I'll just finish <laughs> off. I'll just I'll just touch on a couple of the announcements that are out this morning. Aussie Broadband has reaffirmed their FY23 guidance and they're up 6.5% this morning. Life360 has said that they're going to increase all of their subscription prices. They're up around 6%. And Sezzle is up around 3.5%. They reported underlying merchant sales have risen 0.6%. There isn't anything else that you'd like to add. I think that just about wraps us up this morning. I've got nothing really. Uh, obviously, Marcus is away next week as well. He's away today. So uh, I will be um, helming the good ship Marcus today. Hopefully we won't see the traditional Marcus crash. Certainly you know, 35 years ago this week, I saw my first crash. Funnily enough, there's been absolutely no mention of it by anybody. Yeah, it's I've really, it. It's really weird. There's been nothing in the paper. Usually they trot out. There's a, there's a famous picture of the Sydney Stock Exchange with a couple of old mates of mine from the floor days of the Sydney Stock Exchange screaming and shouting. But no one's mentioned anything. It's been quiet as a church mouse. Maybe they don't want to prod the bear. I mean, the bear's been prodded enough, but yeah, it's weird. 35 years ago, I was going through my first first crash, not my last crash, but hopefully Marcus being away next week is not going to be a signal that we are going to slip slide away again. Yeah, I think you took over the reins of that last time when you went away. We seemed to just tumble down and down and down. So. But then I came back lots of things. Things hadn't, you know, apart from the few sectors, hadn't really changed that much. Everyone got in a massive, massive bunk about the whole thing, but, you know, there was, so, you know, probably out of the 6% fall or whatever it was in September, probably 3% of that 6% was dividends, going yeah. ex-dividend. You know, BHP yeah. and all these guys, we um, we all want income, we all want these big fat dividends and then when it goes ex-dividend, we all complain that the stock price has gone down. <laughs> it's not a magic pudding. <laughs> yeah, the story at the moment is sort of just volatility day to day, but overall we're not really going anywhere. It's... Well, what was it last week? I think it was four points different in terms yeah. of the, the move on the week. This week, we are currently down, well, pretty much today Closed last Friday at 67.59. Here we are at 66.85. For all this volatility, yeah, you know, there's a lot of noise and we're in a trading channel and any day we can see uh, a bull market back, but I, I think it's just going to continue with this kind of W bouncing along the bottom routine, I'm afraid, Leighton. We're not going to get that pivotal moment where somebody comes out the siren and starts running the handle and it's all clear and everyone piles in together. I, I don't think that's going to happen this time. There's too much. There's too many moving parts yeah and funny you mentioned that Stuart's technical section today is talking about that trading range and he says that if we can't break higher or if we don't break lower hopefully higher anytime soon then we're likely to just continue stuck in this range for quite some time so to be honest I think he's spot on I think you know that the big range is 6500 to 7000 the little range is yep. probably 6600 to maybe 6850 something like that and you know Santa is is a long way off I have to say and we've got the RBA to get through on Melbourne Cup Day and yep. that unemployment number at three and a half percent is still, you know, mm. we, the the rate rises aren't really hurting yet. Yeah, you yeah, know, they're not, they've got room. To play. It's a lag. It's a lagging effect. And you know, when you try and turn around a super tanker, there is a propensity to overcorrect sometimes. And yep. uh, I know from my own boating, if you turn the wheel one way, <laughs> suddenly the boat veers to the to the port or starboard violently, and then you have, 
could wrench it back the other way just as violently. So, you know, that's on a small boat, but on a super tanker, it's not easy to wrench it back once it started on its new course. So, interesting times, my friend. Yeah, sure is. Well, yeah. thanks for that, Henry. We'll leave it there, I guess. All right. Thank you. Well, enjoy the weekend, everyone. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with the weekend newsletter. Until next week, see you later. Cheers, ladies.